Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is where you learn how to create a happy nurturing relationship with your children without anxiety, stress or guilt. Carefree parenting, helping you be the kind of parent you've always wanted to be. I'm parenting coach Vinita Zutshi and today's episode is how to get your child to listen to you. In all the years that parents have discussed their children with me, one sentence almost always crops up. He doesn't listen to me. No matter what I say, he just doesn't listen. We feel that if only our children would listen to us, we would either avoid or solve most of the problems we face with them. Not doing your homework. Listen when I tell you that doing well in school will help you find a good career and you will be happy and successful for the rest of your life. Not looking after your things. Listen when I tell you that you need to take care of your stuff. There are so many responsibilities you have to shoulder in life. How will you do it if you keep misplacing things? After all, I won't be around forever to keep looking for them or to buy you new ones instead. And so many things can't be replaced. Fighting with siblings all the time. Listen, you must learn to get on with each other. In life, you have to learn to adjust. And when we are gone, you will only have each other. This is the time to build those bonds. Like I said, the underlying problem is always they just don't listen. What do we mean by listen? Actually, there are two words we need to pay attention to. One word is hear. We hear something when sound enters our ears. So if someone is speaking to you in Hungarian, you can hear the sounds that person is making, but you don't understand what they're saying. Unless you understand Hungarian, of course. So the sound enters, but there's no understanding. The other word is to listen. This is to hear with attention. So you listen in the forest for the call of a rare bird. To listen also means to understand what is being said. As you hear my voice, if you're paying attention, you're listening. You understand what I'm saying. If you're telling your child a story and he says, But why did little Red Riding Hood think the wolf was her grandma? You know he's been listening. He's following the story. But when we complain about our children not listening to us, there's another kind of listening we want from them. What we really want is obedience. We want them to do what we're asking them to do. When you say, get your raincoat, you want your child to get her raincoat. You want her to obey you. That proves to you that she's listening. If she heard you and replied, no, I don't want to wear my raincoat. She obviously did understand what you said, but she's refusing to do it. She doesn't want to wear her raincoat. And you say, why don't you listen to me? <laughs> 
So we're actually dealing with two problems here. One is when they don't understand what you're saying. And the second is when they do understand but they don't want to do what you're asking them to do. There are two reasons they may not understand what you're saying. Either you haven't communicated clearly or they're not paying attention. The solution to the first is that you communicate clearly. Clean your room may mean different things to you and your child. But if you say, I want to see all clothes and toys where they belong, then you have made it clear what you mean when you ask him to clean his room. So you need to make sure your child understands the message you're giving him. But that is only part of the problem. How to get him to pay attention? The answer, as in almost every case, is to start early, really, really early in life. In the previous episode, I talked about how to get your child to talk to you. If you remember, a vital step when your child actually began talking was for you to begin listening. If you've been doing this, your child will know automatically that when one person talks, the other person listens. This is what he has seen all his life. If you haven't been doing this, start now. Encourage him to talk and listen to him with all your attention. Children are great copycats. He will copy your behavior. When you talk, he will listen with all his attention. But maybe your child is older now, more than five years old, maybe a tween, maybe even a teen. The strategy is the same. When they talk, listen with everything you have. Put as much focus and power and strength into your listening as you do into your talking when you're trying to tell them something important. If you've started late, you'll have to give it a lot of time and energy before your child adjusts to your new behavior and starts responding to it. But often, even this doesn't work. That's because we ask for too much of our children's attention. Do this. Don't do that. Do it this way. Not that way. Look at this. Don't eat that. Watch this. Come here. Go to bed. Say hello. We keep throwing instructions at them day and night about all kinds of things. After a while, they get tired of living a life that's ruled by someone else and they stop paying attention. Because the more they listen, the more demanding you become. As if that's not enough, your instructions change from one minute to the next. Normally you say, finish your homework before going out to play. But one day, you want some peace and quiet. So you say, go out to play and do your homework after you get back. Do you wonder that your kids don't want to listen to you? I get it. This comes from love. We love our children. They are what is most precious to us. If they are not good, we want them to be good. If they are good, we want them to be better. If they are better, we want them to be the best. If they are the best, we want them to be perfect. We do it from love. But 
love must also allow the loved one to be his or her own person don't you think love must also step back and let children make their own choices because you won't be around forever and very soon sooner than you can imagine you won't be in a position to make any choices for them because you don't know enough about what's going on in their world how many rules do you have how many instructions must your child follow on a day-to-day basis how many no's do you have don't put your finger in the electric socket don't put your finger in your nose don't put your finger in the food don't put your finger in the dog's mouth don't 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 and you're so forceful as if it's life and death okay she may fall down she may get hurt she may eat something slightly dirty she may catch a germ but all these things may still happen even if you're super careful and she follows your instructions perfectly all the time the more instructions you give her the more difficult it will be for her to keep obeying everything and most parents don't explain why they simply issue the order the message your child gets is i'm the parent i know better i'm telling you so just do this but sometimes you don't know better maybe he's not feeling well so he doesn't want to drink his milk but he doesn't want to tell you he's unwell because you might panic or rush him to the doctor or start giving him some awful tasting medicine and he's not so terribly unwell that he needs all this so he just doesn't drink it and you stand there thinking look at this boy he just doesn't listen <laughs> so choose your rules decide on a few things that are important to you the fewer the rules the better and say them calmly say them when your children are not tired or sleepy or cranky or in a bad mood use a code word to tell them that what you're telling them is serious i didn't need a code word to tell my daughter when i was serious but whenever i was annoyed with her she always knew because i would call her by her full name so create your own code word to signal that what you're saying is important and your child should listen should pay attention when she was seven and a half months old i taught my daughter the meaning of no and when i said no she stopped whatever she was doing instantly it's like playing the game statue where every time someone says statue the others freeze as if they were turned to stone the strange thing about this no was that even my dog who was three and a half months older than her learned the word no so every time i said no loudly they would both freeze <laughs> it was utterly hilarious to see him with two of his feet in the air just frozen till i moved or said something else in this way i prevented my daughter from crawling off the edge of the bed or the kitchen counter touching the hot stove and many other such incidents in case you're wondering when she was awake i kept her with me and once she could sit i chose to make her sit on the kitchen counter as i cooked so that she could see what was going on and we could talk 
She even stirred things with the ladle, switched the rice cooker on, etc. And later, enjoyed the food she had helped cook. So many advantages, so much fun. My one cardinal rule was that she would never lie to me. She could choose not to answer my question. She could tell me she didn't want to talk about it. But whatever she did, she would not lie to me. Obviously, I didn't lie to her either. I never have. In fact, I don't generally lie and I absolutely never lie to children. Children are a truthful lot. Unless they see people around them lying or unless they learn that telling the truth gets them in trouble, in which case they begin lying to escape that trouble. There are a few other instances when children lie, for example to get your attention, but these are relatively rare. I don't remember exactly what it was. It must have happened before she was four years old. I asked her a question and she didn't reply immediately. She spoke fluently by the time she was a year old, so it wasn't a communication problem. As I kept waiting for her answer and she kept looking at me, I told her if she didn't want to answer my question, it was okay by me. But if she did choose to answer it, then she must tell me the actual answer, not something else. She didn't know the words truth and lies because she had never met those words before. I told her, I would also tell her the actual answer or choose not to answer her questions. And I did. For example, if she asked me a question which needed a long answer and I was tired, I would tell her, I don't want to answer it now. I'll tell you later or over the weekend or when I've had time to think about how to answer it in such a way that the answer will make sense to you. Or I would say, I don't think the question is so simple. Let's talk about this when you're older. Because she saw me calmly using the rule and she saw that I did not lose my temper and was perfectly accepting when she chose not to answer my questions, she became confident that it was safe to tell the truth. Sometimes she wouldn't tell me and sometimes she would. But days, weeks, months or even years later. And so, she's never lied to me. She's over 20 now, so we've done a lot of living together over these years. Teenage has come and gone and college is happening. But there is still love and closeness and truth. And the space not to answer questions. What an absolutely marvellous, marvellous life it's been. So, did she never make a mistake? Did she never say things that I did not like or approve of? Of course not. But in the moment that she was speaking to me, I had a choice. Either I had to let her know that she could tell me the truth and I would not be angry with her for telling me. Or she could tell me the truth and I could focus on the mistake or on what she told me. I always made the first choice. That's because I strongly believe that the definition of home is this. A place where you can safely be yourself. All of yourself. All the time. And you are still loved and appreciated for being you. The way I think of it, if she can't tell me what went wrong or what she's thinking about or doing, What's the point of my being her mother? When she's with me, she's home. And that has always been 
the most important thing. Of course, they'll make mistakes. They're children. Forget about them. Let's look at ourselves. Don't we make mistakes? Even though we're parents, they're different mistakes, obviously, but we do make them. We made so many when we were younger, but we survived. We're still making mistakes and we're still surviving. So my focus was always to be true to the relationship. Of course, we talked about what went wrong and what she might do differently, but it was never about blaming her. It was about feeling better, about learning from what happened and thinking about making a different choice the next time. So, have only a few rules. Make sure your kids are clear about them. Make sure you explain what these rules are and why they're important to you. And the reasons should be real ones, not stuff like, ooh, what will people think? And most important of all, make sure you always follow your rules. This shows your child that these few rules are non-negotiable. Here's something that's always, always true. Children learn from what we do and how we do. So when we listen to them, they learn to listen to us. And just as we may listen to them, but not always do what they want us to do, we have to understand that they need to have that same space. So they listen to us, but still have the freedom to choose not to do what we want them to do. Are you horrified? Do you think this will ruin your children? Make them irresponsible, lazy, neglectful, disrespectful? Do you think they will lose all their values and choose the wrong path and get into bad company and spoil their lives? Actually, if you can let them make little mistakes when they're little and suffer the consequences of their actions, they will learn and stop making those mistakes. If you drop this chocolate bar, you won't get another. Then, when they are older, they will make slightly bigger mistakes. But these will be different ones and they will learn more. If you don't pack your bag, you won't have all the things you need. Maybe they forget their sports gear or homework or lunch. It's okay. Let them deal with it. In this way, they will prepare for life and become strong and resilient. In this way, they will become responsible. And in this way, you will achieve three things. One, that your children will pay attention to you when you speak. Two, they will always follow your rules. Three, they may sometimes choose to do what you want them to do. And you can celebrate being a carefree parent. Got comments, feedback or suggestions? Want to share your stories and experiences? Write to me at vinita at carefreeparenting.com That's V-I-N-I-T-A at C-A-R-E-F-R-E-E-P-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-G dot com Visit www.carefreeparenting.com for lots more tips and to consult me personally. You can also join the Carefree Parenting Facebook page. I'm Parenting Coach Vinita Zutshi and you've been listening to Carefree Parenting. I'll catch you next Friday. 
at 7 o'clock in the evening. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट